0: Welcome to the Disruptor Series Podcast, Adweek's agency podcast of the year. Every episode, we listen to and learn from people who are disrupting business, culture, and life. Today, we have a very special episode of D-Series. We're calling this a mini-sode, so it'll be a little bit shorter than you're accustomed to. But uh, today's guest is our very own Rob Schwartz. Rob Thank you, welcome to (laughs) D-Series.
1: It is such an incredible honor to be on Adweek's Agency Podcast of the Year.
0: We thank you so much for joining. We think that you're a big reason why we uh, have won that distinguished award.
1: Well, I hope I'm not selling too hard.
0: Never, that's impossible. But today, you know, very excited to talk to you about a project that I know is very near and dear to your heart, Dog Lovers for Joe. So I just want to give our listeners just a little bit of context about what Dog Lovers for Joe actually is. I'm going to read a little bit from actually DogLoversForJoe.com to set okay. the stage a little bit here for for folks that uh, may not necessarily be familiar. So right now it's It's the first time in over 100 years that there hasn't been a dog in the White House. And it shows. Science shows that dogs make us more compassionate, more friendly, healthier, and happier. In fact, according to a recent study published by The Guardian, animal therapy helps to develop problem-solving skills, empathy, attention to the needs of others, a sense of responsibility, and a way of channeling aggressive thoughts among individuals who have proved hard to reach with conventional psychiatric drugs and talking therapies. In other words, vote for Joe. He's a dog guy. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about dog lovers for Joe in in, in your own words.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, Yeah, well, I uh, was originally invited to work with the Biden team uh, as part of a group uh, of other uh, advertising folks. And we had a, a good discussion with them. They were really looking for what I would call platform ideas. Hey, what can we do on Animal Crossing? What can we do on Spotify? And it seemed like we just needed to step back a bit. And what I had done was write a strategy, which was essentially have dogs lead Joe into the White House. And I presented that to the Biden folks and they loved it, but they're busy and they've got a lot to do. And as the days and weeks went by, I felt like not enough action was being taken. So I took it upon myself to share it with a few colleagues and uh, we started working on this, this idea.
0: That's amazing. And that really just goes to show your entrepreneurial spirit, you know, which is evident in spades. I think that it's very interesting because folks that are regular listeners of Disruptor Series know that you are the CEO of TBWA Shiat Day New York, but yet you put on your strategist hat for this. You kind of put on a little bit of a creative hat for this. You know, tell us a little bit about what it was like to kind of switch gears or switch roles a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, th- yeah, thanks for bringing it up. I mean, I, I should be very clear that this was Rob Schwartz, concerned American citizen. This was not a project of uh, Rob Schwartz, CEO of TVWA Chai Day, New York. They were separate. And I think that, you know, as someone who's been in the business as long as I have, I mean, I started out as a copywriter. So, you know, leaping to creative was not a far stretch for me. But I have grown as a strategist. I think I've gone from a strategy adjacent. I think I'm officially a junior strategist at this point in my skills. And I started to put together the strategy simply because... I didn't have resources. It's like that old uh, saying that I once heard, which is, you know, we have no resources, so we have to think. Uh, and what I started to do was do a little bit of desktop research. I mean, I had a hunch, I mean, and I think this is important for people. You know, the data is great, but the hunch is what leads the data. So I had this hunch that, you know, dog people are different than non-dog people. And I just started doing a little research on dogs, and things blossomed from there.
0: That's amazing. And welcome to the strategist club. (laughs) You know, Ad Age, New York Daily News, TheBark.com, Fast Company, Daily Mail UK, HuffPost, Newsweek, and the list goes on. These people have all done articles or have covered Dog Lovers for Joe. Why do you think this is resonating so much?
1: Well, it is a bona fide hit. I mean, I've never seen the kind of uh, tsunami of press and I didn't have to put on a PR hat. I mean, I literally tweeted out the film and uh, Adage picked it up first and the tsunami happened after. And I think it is scratching an itch. And part of the thinking was there is logic to vote for Joe and that's out there. And there is... Incredible work being done by folks like the Lincoln Project and Midas Touch on what I'll call, in the most positive sense, the mudslinging. I mean, both of those entities are punching very hard. But what was open, what was white space, what was daylight was something a little softer and something a little more emotional. And I think, you know, as disruptors, <laughs> you know, by nature uh, and by what we do daily, Looking for that disruption, uh, you saw that emotion was there and that is what I pursued and uh, that's what seems to have connected.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting, you know, and and this is really a great example of disrupting politics, right? It it is a great example of sort of doing things differently. And I think that's kind of the theme of 2020 itself, if not just the 2020 election, right? Uh, Yeah,
1: I I would would just say, though, I think what's interesting about this particular election is advertising is like a hero here. Because when you really, you know, if you close your eyes and you think about 2016, I don't think the imagery is about advertising. But when you, you know, and maybe just step back a little bit, one other, maybe two elections, you close your eyes and you think about Obama, you think about the Shepard, you know, very amazing poster. Right. But when you close your eyes, you think about 2020, you just think about advertising left and right, Right. whether it's Lincoln Project doing Covita, you know, whether it's uh, the whole Confederacy, you know, Trump is the president of the new uh, Confederacy. Uh, or this little dog's film, advertising is carrying the day.
0: Yeah, that's that. That is truly fascinating, right? And not only advertising, sort of carrying things, or 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 sort of being more apparent with this election, but also the way in which the advertising is being used. You know, you you've brought up now Lincoln Project a, a couple of times, and it's it's very interesting because. For folks that may not be as familiar with the Lincoln Project, essentially, they are the brainchild of a team of very intelligent folks that essentially was like, okay, if the Democratic Party is not going to go low and going to stay high, we'll go low for them, you know, and the ability for advertising to actually help to guide the conversation and influence psychology in a way that I think, to your point, we haven't really seen before. It's sort of serving almost this tertiary purpose in the campaign of sort of allowing certain things to be said or, or stories to be told that neither party necessarily wants to to put their name on, you know, like at the end of a Lincoln Project ad or, or at the end of, you know, an ad for Dog Lovers for Joe, for example, you don't see Joe Biden come on and say, you know, and this message was approved by me, you know. <laughs> and, and so I think I think there is something really interesting there.
1: Well, I refer to it as the digital militia. Mm. So you've got uh, these folks out there, like Lincoln Project uh, and others, who have formed uh, really this this thought militia. You know, just a couple of things. You know, just to you know amplify that say, you were saying. I think with first off to understand Lincoln Project, these are Republicans, longtime Republican communicators who are choosing to promote the Democrat. So it's country over party. That that that's a big point. And I think something you said is, is, I'd like to underscore, when Trump goes low, Lincoln Project goes incisive. Right. You know, they're just so much smarter than anybody associated with that, uh, with that Trump team. And the thing that I think really inspired me was a piece of language that I saw months ago. And they closed a film and they just wrote the line, Trump or America. Wow. Trump or America. Three simple words, and that is everything. Those three words encapsulate what is happening uh, in this campaign, and it happened to come from that thought machine called Lincoln Project.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that that is really powerful, and just a small sort of personal anecdote that can help, you know, just amplify that a little bit more is, like, I actually found myself in the middle of a Trump rally uh, last month uh, when I was in Connecticut. And uh, in, in went on a little weekend getaway to Mystic, Connecticut. And uh, on my last day there, went for a little walk by the water. And one second, I'm sitting on the dock. The next second, there's a whole bunch of Trump flags and the, um, the pontillas were, were kind of going by with all of the Trump flags on the boat. And I'll name drop Canada again, you know, as a Canadian, you know, I've only seen this stuff on TV and never actually experienced that. I've actually never actually personally even been around someone waving a, a Trump flag like in my face. I've never I've never actually seen that. And so something about what you're saying in terms of, you know, Trump or America is very interesting because that is quite the provocation because these people are making a false equivalent. Because the America I know, the reason I moved to this America is not that, you know. And, mm. and so the the best version of America, I think, is in my personal opinion, one without Donald Trump. You know? Yeah,
1: without without question. But I think uh, you know what's interesting is you know, and maybe this is because you know we're advertising people, but words and images, you know, are really important. And I think you know, to your point. These uh, mini, you know, flotillas, you know, that's that's imagery right. for Trump. I, you know, when I look at dog lovers for Joe, it's words and pictures. That's what is what's working here. When you see these very evocative photos of Republican heroes, you know, yeah. whether it's Reagan with Lucky or it's W with Barney, that imagery is very powerful. Yeah. And when you marry that to a line that I wrote, which is choose your humans wisely, yep. that is what's kind of carrying the day. And whether it's Trump or America, which is powerful words, or choose your humans wisely, which is just an old school call to action done in a fresh way,
0: uh-huh. um,
1: words matter.
0: Totally totally agree. You know, and, and I think one thing I'm curious about, and I think our listeners might be too, is, you know, you touched on a little bit about kind of the, the imagery and a little bit about the choicefulness of the images that you used in that video. Can you tell us a little bit more about like the actual production itself and a little bit more about actually the line and kind of just like the creative process that you went through?
1: Sure. You know, the, uh, the strategy was, was, you know, people really liked it and, uh, uh, coming off the strategy, you know, use you know, uh, have dogs lead Joe into the White House. Uh, I just started talking to people, so I sent the strategy to a writer named George Tannenbaum, who folks may know. And I sent the deck to Patrick O'Neill, who uh, used to be the uh, executive creative director of uh, of at LA. And Patrick and I worked together very closely. George and I are friends via social. We're not, uh, we never worked together. But I, you know, I admire him and I admire his work. George came back to me immediately uh, with a number of interesting ideas. He had a very funny idea with Jeff Goldblum. There was another idea on the table of of a number of talking dogs with famous voices. So imagine you know, a poodle with Susie Essman and I don't know, a Doberman Pincher with Larry David. Uh, you know, there's a, there was a very funny script with Chris Rock. So there was a number of ideas just coming from this strategy. And I think, as you know, a strategist yourself, if you've got a good strategy, it leads to kind of fertile creative thinking. Right. And one of the things I had was just a, I said, well, let's also look at the kind of the history. It's, it, you know, I'm, I'm seeing that all these other presidents had dogs I sent that to Patrick, and at the same time, George had sent me this great clip of Trump mocking dog owners, you know, how would I look, you know, on the White House walking along? Literally, I think within 12 hours of each other, that clip, and then Patrick just did a a beautiful uh, curation of shots that looked like a storyboard. It was like, wow, these two things are coming together, boom. I sent it back out to Patrick. He's like, this is great, we need a line. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, I, then I wrote the Choose Your Humans Wisely. And I knew that Dan Bootson, who is the editor, uh, and you know, he cut so many things uh, for the Shy over the years. But one of the things that he's most famous for is that he cut Apples Think Different. Right. So wow. I, knew, I knew Dan well. We've worked together for years and he's very good with montage and emotion. And Dan saw it. He's like, this is amazing. And I don't know, four hours later, we had a cut. I mean, it was just incredible. The speed with which things came together.
0: Well, I think that that is also just a function of of how passionate people are about this, right? You know, you mentioned a little bit earlier this... Was a side hustle for you, you know this is not affiliated with the agency itself and I, I think you know just tell us a little bit more about like the passion that pushed you and and the passion that I think the team uh, had uh, for the specific project
1: well, I would say that i 'm not really a political person, and uh, but what I was seeing especially over the last four years is you know Trump is bringing out the worst in America and For whatever reason, it has brought out the best in me as just a creative person. And uh, I don't want to live in the country that he has dreamed up. And I don't want my children to live in that country. That's not the country that I grew up in. And I think when you start to look at between COVID, between George Floyd, between all of these forces that were escalating... It has just inspired in me a need to not be silent. Now is not the time to be silent. I do not want to live in Trump's America. I know a lot of people who don't want to live in Trump's America. And I'm doing everything in my power to take this guy down.
0: Thank you. you know, I, and I, I think you know, a lot of people would, would share that same sentiment. And that is uh, super powerful. Uh, you know, I, I, you mentioned a little bit earlier, Rob, about like the many hats that you've worn through the development of this project. And, uh, one of the things you've also become is a, uh, a social media guru, if you will, you know, you, you basically personally manage the Instagram and the Twitter, uh, Wait, shh,
1: don't tell people that. <laughs> they they to think this is a giant army. <laughs>
0: Oh, the cat's out of, dog's out of the bag. Uh, but, you know, just tell us a little bit about, you know, what you've learned through this process. Tell us a little bit about, you know, you've basically been doing a lot on Instagram, and I'd love to kind of hear from you what that's like and, and, and what you've learned.
1: <laughs> All right. You asked for it. Well, I think the first thing that I learned is that social media is alive, is dynamic, is... Ongoing, And I do think that there is a tendency sometimes in agencies that we prepare our post for whatever the client is, and then we post our post, right. and then we wait. And what was interesting about this process, you know, from everything, from the website to Instagram to Twitter, is it had to happen now. Right. There was no waiting. I mean, I didn't, you know, I've never built a website myself. Right. You know, we've always had very talented people in the agency to build the <laughs> website. But I built the website in an hour because some, you know, you needed a place to go for the film. Once you saw the film, where do you go? So you start to see, okay, ecosystem is important.
0: Right. So
1: I wanted people to go from the website to Instagram. Right. And okay, so what's the Instagram page going to be? Well, the Instagram page is going to be really vibrant and really visual. And at the same time, we're going to concurrently have a Twitter feed. And the Twitter feed is going to be mostly verbal. So it's very interesting as you see the platforms, how they can work together. And of course, you know, I've got my daughter over here, who's like, you got to get on TikTok.
0: Okay. So, so we have a dog lovers for Joe TikTok as well. That one's. Oh you.
1: yes. That okay.
0: I'm about to start. Following. <laughs> well, I mean, that is, that is truly amazing. And it, it is to me, uh, quite sort of, again, a testament to who you are as a person to sort of keep pushing to learn these new things and really, again, to your passion for this initiative and for this project itself. You know, as kind of the last piece here, I'm curious in terms of, you know, any advice that you might have to folks that may want to color outside the lines a little bit or may want to disrupt politics kind of in their own way during this pivotal moment in history, you know, anything you want to share.
1: Well, I guess the best piece of advice I can give is what Pat Riley told the Lakers back in the day, which is don't play not to win, play to win. So if you've got an idea, just get out there and make it happen. Uh, You have all the tools in the world to do so. And if it doesn't work, it's not everything that, that we've done from, you know, Dog Lovers for Joe has worked. Run it. If it's not catching fire, either take it down or invent the next thing. Uh, But we live in a world now where you can make things happen. And uh, I think you should. And especially now, if you don't like what's happening in the world, your voice matters. And the world, uh, as I also like to say, the world always has room for a good idea. So get it out there.
0: The world always has room for a good idea. I think that's an amazing piece of advice. Thank you so much, Rob, for your time. Thank you for being a guest on uh, Disruptor Series this week. And everybody listening, go to dogloversforjoe.com. Go and follow us on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. Thank you so much. Thanks, Asha. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you for listening to the Disruptor Series
0: podcast, Adweek's Agency Podcast of the Year. Craving more disruption? Visit us at tbwashydayny.com.